going on earl himes here with my lovely beautiful wife laura himes and this is the courage to conquer podcast welcome to the show what's up babe how you been doing today busy busy running around like crazy i haven't seen you today hardly at all a glimpse of you in the hallway or i'm just seeing like you know i'm thinking it's you mirage of you (laughs) (laughs) because i want to see you or something uh ran around had to take gina to the dentist today so that was quite the event yeah Gotcha. It's her annual yearly thing. So, gotcha. Other than that, working on some new clients, bringing on some good, new clients. Good. Yep. Picked up some new swag today. Got some stuff like I that. I see new that. shirts. Uh, Sporting that pretty shirt. Things. I like the flag. Flag looks great. So, thank you. It's right there. It's right there. That was a nice touch. Yeah. So, I let him run good. with it. I'm like, you can do whatever you want. And then he came back and said, "Look what I did." She's definitely sure we're a patriotic company. <laughs> yeah. Patriotic company too, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, but. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, no, today we're going to talk about what it takes uh, to just run a business, uh, the ups and downs, how to start from nothing, basically, and go mm-hmm. uh, talk about that right there and share our experience with all that. So the ones who are not sure, uncertain, mm-hmm. just how to just take that step, just have the faith and go. That's it right there. Just have the faith yeah. and go. Because <clears throat> we literally started with nothing about four and a half years ago when we came back. So we started with like less than $10,000 in our bank account, which I think is like no money for a business. And we moved back here. I think we stayed with my sister for just a few weeks yeah. while I was looking for a house. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny when people know our story because everybody thinks, oh, you've had an office forever. And that was like Earl had to really work hard on me for that. Because for years, our office was in our house. And so um, we came back here. We literally, we had less than $10,000 in the bank. I need to look that up someday to see exactly what that It wasn't even that it much. It wasn't even, I don't remember. I just remember it was very low. And we came back and we had left here. We had some good clients when we left. So we went in and we went to start our business back up. And we reached out to some of our clients. Um, I think we picked up two or three of the clients that we had before. Um, we left in good standing, did great work for them. So we kind of started with those clients and then we rented a house and the office was out of the house for a year at least (laughs) and probably would still be there if Earl had not been very persistent with me about we need an office space because I did not want to take the plunge into having all the overhead. And he's like, look, we can't grow our business if we don't, you know, I think actually what happened Earl is so many people were coming to our house that I think our neighbors thought we was doing some illegal drug activity <laughs> or something because we started looking a little shady in the neighborhood. I'm going to be honest because guys would come up and get tools and I'd open my garage and I'm giving them things. And then our, our neighbors started looking at us kind of weird and, you know, and we're like, sure. okay, oh, maybe yeah. we, and you're like, okay, we really need an office. And not only did, was we working out of our house and our house was full of material, but we went and rented a U-Haul or a uh, storage unit. Mm-hmm. Started there, yeah. Uh-huh. And you used to get so mad when the guys would come like, oh, my God, it's, I got to get to the storage unit before it closes, before I can't get in to unload tools and stuff like that. And I thought it was great. It was 80 bucks a month. I'm like, hey, look at all the money we're saving. And he's like, look. And I think it literally took you pretty much telling me, either you, if you're not going to do this, I'm going to go rent something, and you're going to just deal with what I get. I feel like that was the conversation I remember, because I don't remember how I finally got talked into it. Do you well, remember? 
just everything we were doing from the house, it just, there wasn't enough room for anything. Yeah. Because we had so much material, so much My paperwork. My office was the kitchen table. So much paperwork, so many things going mm-hmm. on, and we had, we had to hire some other staff. Yeah. Because you. That was the next big I thing. I know you think you can do everything, <laughs> and I ain't saying you I can. can't. But in, I can. I just, I just feel that you need help with some things. I know <laughs> I do. Delegating. I know I He's do. Like, you need to delegate. Delegate that stuff out. I'm a do numbers that. person. I was doing the math. I was like, this is not going to work for me. I can't pay these kind of. <laughs> You're like, we're not going to grow if you don't do it. So Correct. we end up renting a building. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because we, we rented this building in Moore off of Sunny Lane. And I was like, this is perfect size, 900 square feet. And had a little bitty, little bitty, uh, fenced in yard and an overhead door and the warehouse is very small very very small and i'm like oh this is big and earl's like we are not going to be in this six months i'm telling you we should have rented something bigger i'm like no this fits in the budget i think it was like 800 something a month so we did it and with not even six months probably three months we were outgrowing we were storing stuff outside and then we the the unit next door came open and i'm like hey let's get this and you know the whole time he's like we're gonna need something bigger i'm like no we got it and we rented the unit next door and they let us uh, build a wall and open it up to kind of where we could walk through to both units. And then I kept, we outgrew that, what, six months? <laughs> Not even six months, probably. So in the first year, we outgrew the first two buildings. So I think we're at 1,800 square feet then. And then I kept waiting for the guy next door to move, and that never happened. And Earl spent another six months saying, I need to go find another building. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, do you know how much rent is for a commercial? And then we finally found the building we're in now, and we are, we just signed another lease, but we are outgrowing it very fast. We're trying to come up with cool ways to kind of yes. <laughs> keep the keep Earl from not stressing out and thinking we need another. Well, because this one's now over 5,000 feet. Square feet, and yeah. And we're pretty well maxed out already on this. Yeah. And so. So we started out, we finally, he finally talked me into getting a business or getting a, getting an office space. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a struggle for him. And then, then I, I started with one employee. And then now we've scaled it. And and that was a thing. It took me a lot because I am so scared to spend money, I think. And Earl has had other business. Tell me a little bit. You've had other things that you've started and, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, 18 years old, uh, graduated high school, worked with my father a little bit, partnered with that. And then uh, we split up and I had just my own business, framing houses, started there. Uh, yeah, a skateboard store. Skateboard clothing store. We've had a tire shop, nutrition store. Mm-hmm. Uh, see people making money or something. I want to try it out, you know, and, and uh, go from there. Some things worked out pretty good. Close them down. Uh, some things didn't work out. I had a couple of partners that didn't work out to the best. Uh, so we uh, just I think that was went, my thing. Went different directions I with was like, that. Well, wait, you had to close these other businesses. What what if something <clears throat> happened? So it did. And then when we say conquer but, your fears, my husband's always telling me you need to not think about that. You need to think about the positive part and to build it. And yeah, I mean, we we travel across the country too. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. just to go give it a shot. Yeah. You know, and it's, something We've sounds good. Vegas, we check it out. We go Colorado. out there. We try it. Las Vegas, uh, Northern Colorado, yeah. uh, 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 North, North Carolina, Carolina, Camp Lejeune, yeah. North Carolina, Metal Roofing. Yeah. Um, so we Spain came to back St. Louis and four, Tulsa four now. years ago. And we finally got me talked into a building. And now I have finally said we're going. So how we kind of did it is every time we took on another client we are always hiring. Earl's thing is we're always hiring. If somebody asks if we're hiring, we're always hiring. I think we have 42 full-time guys now and off office Somewhere staff. We still have two more people that we've hired for the office that's yeah. going to start Somewhere in the office. There. Well, think um, about the hiring, always hiring because when you find that person that wants to work in these, in this day and age, yeah. find someone who wants to work, you snatch reliable. them up 
and they maybe one is higher on at one position, but you find out they're better at something else. So therefore, don't get rid of them. Keep them busy doing something, and then move them into something else that's better for them and We've better for the company that. as well. We started like somebody at scheduling, and that just they didn't like talking on the phone. So it was like, hey, let's do invoices and bit. Let's do accounts receivable. So and they loved it. They excelled there. I feel like everybody has a strong point. I feel like everybody that we've hired, I look at them and go, okay, where's their strengths, what do they have? And we've always been able to keep them and kind of move them into a different position um, because training new people is so costly for business yeah. and stuff. Um, but, guys, we did it, our, our God's honest, with nothing. And we, we came very – when you're starting with nothing, you get very creative. I mean, we literally <laughs> – the guys, we would do trash removals at some of the houses, and I would go – walk the house first and I would tell them all the things I want to brought back to our shop and I would sell them on marketplace and I think we were doing like 2000 a month and just stuff that I was selling on marketplace and then we put that money back in the business mm -hmm. and I was just trying to find free ways to advertise we had signs made I remember we did a big hiring event and we put signs at the corners some old school stuff like um, every client we've had up until last year last year we ran some first time we've ever done radio uh, we advertised on the radio on the sports animal last year. Uh, we got three of our biggest investors from the sport from the sports animal. Yep. So radio advertisement worked really well. But when we started, we didn't have that kind of money to do radio advertisement. Um, so I cold called clients. I mean, I, I called management companies. I shared my experience as a manager, what we're doing, how we could, you know, make their job easier. And that is the thing for us is finding out our niches, you know, how do we make their job easier? Mm -hmm. What is it they're looking for? We need to solve a problem for them. And every company has a problem. Either they're understaffed or they don't have enough people in one particular field. And what helped us is we do everything. So we're the only company in Oklahoma I know that has that does everything from the roof to the ground for management companies. Right. Well, every business should be basically you're in a problem-solving business. Yeah. That's, that's what everything's about. Every business, that's what it's about. It's how can we solve your problem to make it easier for you. And yeah. so no matter what it is, that's what that's what it should be about. It's like us. We're not really a construction company. No, we're in the people business. We're in the problem-solving business. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if we're doing this, if you're selling shoes, at a bank, whatever, you're, help, you're helping solve problems to make things easier for other people so they can do what they need to do, what they want to do with their life and their job. I think, but I think for us, not just that, is we truly care about the client. We, we want to make money, yeah. But we really want to make their job easier and make it, you know, and we, and we ask for feedback. We go to our clients and say, hey, we're, we have no problem with constructive criticism. I mean, have to. We've, we go to our okay clients, like we went and met one of our clients the other day and went to the boardroom and sat down and said, hey, what do we need to do to make things better? Where do you guys feel we need to be? You know, as far as pricing, how do you feel everything's flowing? Um, I took both the office managers down there, and it worked out really well. We've gotten a lot of work from them. Um, but we really wanted to make sure that we're all on the same page with our client. You know, every client we have has different needs. You know, some wants invoicing one way, some wants their bids another way. You know, some don't care what kind of material you, other ones have particular, you know, things that they want to use. And so with each client, we've been able to set up, and kind of customize how they want their stuff done. And then we train our staff how this client wants their stuff done. There's a lot of companies out there, um, I know from being a property manager, um, that I spoke to that they only, um, this is how they do it and this is the only way to do it. And mm -hmm. they're not, they're, that's for them, but they're trying to get yeah. business. And for us, we ask them, what are you looking for? What is it that you guys need what are you needing and then we become that company that fits their needs right. and i think mm -hmm. that's it but guys when i say we had nothing we did we had nothing we got very creative 
Um, I put ads out on Craigslist, Marketplace. We put little things on Marketplace, a little bit on social media, um, you know. And I think, what do you think, honey? I don't want to talk all the whole time, but you have some things you want to say. Oh wait, well, I mean, it's definitely hard work, a lot of sacrifice. You got, you, you to got to put it. your time into it. Uh, it's always you got to sacrifice something, either time or 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 money or business, one of the two. If you want to sit at home and do nothing, well, then you're not going to be making money doing that. Yeah. Uh, so you, just late nights when we're out there, 2 o'clock in the morning, still running tile or still painting to mm-hmm. finish up a house because we got to get it done for the next one because you're shorthanded. Yeah. Uh, so that's just got to – you got to stay at it. Be cons- I think know. that thing comes down to if you – you got you to be consistent. If you're not consistent, it's not going to work for you. If you want a business bad enough, people – everybody wants the money from the business. They don't really want to do the work. There's a lot of work that goes to it. I'm seriously, there's a lot of work. They don't realize how much, how many family members, we have family members that have had businesses Mm -hmm. that now work for somebody else, nine to five job or however you want to look at it. Um, And they made so much money as a business owner, but the stress of having to meet payroll and the stress of having the business, they couldn't do it. They couldn't handle the stress. And I think even we follow a lot of people like Andy Priscilla and there's valleys. There's times that we're doing great and there's times we're in a valley and Earl's one of our core values is pivot. If something doesn't work, he goes, all right, pivot, let's change it. We can't do that. And we figure it out. The key is not to quit. Right. You know, and trust me, there's days, there's days that we both have said, what are we doing? Is this really what we want to be doing? That's it. We're done. We're done. I don't know how many times I'm like, that's it. You can have it. I'm out. And I want to walk out the door. And then I turn around. I'm like, okay, I'm not really out. I just got to have a moment. I I used to joke and say, and I actually said this the other day, I need a punching bag in my office. I'm like, I need a punching bag, man, because I get so (laughs) frustrated. And I'm like, why? You know, this business is giving me gray hair. Well, yeah. (laughs) And the pivot thing is, is where, like she said, you can't stop. You got to keep going. The goal's still there. Yeah. Because we have with our stuff is material don't come in. So somebody calls in sick. Well, we don't close the shop up and just like, well, we're done for the day because that didn't work out. No. Yeah. You pivot. You figure out how to take care of it, and you keep going for the end of the day well, for the yeah. goals you want to have in the long term. You know, your goal's still there. Now, you know, how you get about that definitely will change. So you got definitely got to stay at that. Yeah, and, you know, where I was going, you know, we've built this now. I think we're going to probably hit close. I know we're at $2.5 million. We'll probably get close to $3 million, but our goal, our, my personal goal, what we talked about, which I thought was kind of crazy. We had a meeting here about six months ago, uh, seven months ago, and Earl's like, okay, I want $4 million. I'm like, what? I'm like, we did $2 million. I can't do $4 million. I like all these excuses why. I'm like, you don't understand how stressful. He is an all-or-nothing person. It's never, oh, let's just do it. No, he's like, no, I want $4 million, and I want this, and I'm going, oh, my God. And then after I really started looking at the numbers and – I was like, okay, well, what do I really need to meet Earl's goal? Where do I need to be? How many people do I need to work? And so I really started working on that. And about three months in, I was like, oh, man, I think we might be able to actually do this. Like, he's the visionary. So he's the – I'm the integrator. Correct. So you're the visionary. You see the vision, and you – and it's That's kind of funny because you'll come into the office and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. And everybody's like, oh, my God, here we go again, you know. Yep. So, but that's, you know, and I, we always kind of – it's kind of funny how we have the shield – you know, we got the sword, all that, and we always use chess, king, queen, all that. Yeah. Well, the king, he's the one who, the kingdom, but that queen, she, she can run around happen. the whole board. She can run the whole thing. <laughs> so the queen is the one to make mm-hmm. things happen. Therefore, that's why visionary, I see it. I see how things want to be. She's the one to go make it happen. Yeah. And then she delegates that out to the rest of them. And he makes it around. sound so simple. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> I'm like, what? Don't make it, don't like, make it I hard. I can't do it. 
that way. Because yeah. you still want to hang on to things too, though. Yes, I'm getting better though. With that. You still want to hang on to things. Like I'll do it. I'll just do it. Okay. But that's not your job. I feel first. like by the time I explain it, by the time it, she gets it done, though, <laughs> I, you know, time I explain it, I say, but that's the <laughs> point, you know, because you yeah. should be doing this to doing this. But so. yeah, but our thing is, it's just you know, so when we scale in business, we'd add more people on, mm-hmm. and then we go out and get more clients. Once we started running out, run out of work or work started getting slow, <clears> I would go pick up another client, and I think I could call about five and usually pick up one, you yeah. know. And some of these clients have anywhere from two hundred houses to seven hundred houses. Uh, rental houses and stuff and and so that's how we did it guys and mainly we didn't I mean we just kept pushing it I mean it took a lot for Earl to talk me into the office and that grew us and then to hire people that's grown us and so a lot of people will go you know why I don't want the overhead but honestly every person that I've added to our team we end up scaling our business and every time we add guys now listen a lot of you guys we have this with some other business owners is you know, finding the right guys. It's very hard. It's all, we have a lot of friends that own a lot of different type of businesses. It is really hard to find people that care that want to show up from work, you know, show up to work and mm-hmm. are sober when they show up to work. And I think we hire, and this is why Earl says he's always hiring. We hire 10 and we get one good guy. One that stays. That stays. That work out. That ends up being with us for years. To do what they're going to do, what they say yeah. they're going to do. Yes. Yeah. That actually follows through. Mm-hmm. And I think that's everywhere because we have other friends that have cleaning businesses and other friends that we've talked to, they're like, man, I'm having the same problem you guys are having. The thing is, is I've had to, Earl's had to, if we're shorthanded, we're out in the field helping our guys. We don't have a choice. we got to move ahead right. until we get enough people to, mm-hmm. to cover it. And trust me, Earl does not do that long. He gets out there one day to help the guys. <laughs> and he's like, I'm hiring some people. I'm gonna give me the, give me the stuff. I'm gonna call. That's it. Always like That's it. I ain't done. got time for this. Yeah. I'm beyond that stage of Phil. Yeah. I'm beyond it. I'll, we still get in it. We still do it. I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll still get in, and get after it, and root shit and do all that. And, and then he grabs. I've, I've stepped in and poured concrete one day. Went out there. Supposed to have seven guys there. There's like four. Huh. And so I just stepped right in with tennis shoes and everything to start, you know, mm-hmm. for concrete. So it's not. That's why you know business ownership's not for everybody. It's for the strong people. Really really want to get it you got to hustle and you got to grind and you got to come up with all kinds of ways when you have no money mm-hmm. and that's what we did we did all kinds of and we'll go into more on that at other podcasts that we're going to do you know some of the different things that we've had to do to get here mm-hmm. but you know so, I think we just wanted to share so what would you say to someone who is they want to they feel that you know but they you know like but there's an excuse like we don't have the money yet or i, don't I think have they're letting yet. the fear hold them back because that's what i did I think I had I was afraid to lose a little bit that we had because we came with such little. I was so scared to give that up, and I'm a control freak, so I feel like I didn't want to let go. Nobody else can do it like I can do it. You know what? What if they mess it up and then I lose a client? I had that fear of being afraid to somebody else is not going to. Because here's the thing: as a business owner, I feel like nobody really cares about your business the way you care about your business. I, I feel like you, it's your blood, sweat, and tears, and you're invested. We've spent money, and, and we've hustled, and we've done all this. And when someone else comes in, they don't have that. They don't have any skin in the game. So they're like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll do it. It's not their money. So I don't think anybody ever really takes care of your money. And we do have some employees now that truly look at our overhead. Mm-hmm. They care about our money. They care about being profitable because they want to be here years from now. Um, but at first, it was really hard because I, I always felt like nobody cares about it the way we care because nobody's seen the vision that we had, you know, yeah. painted for ourselves. So we had to share that. That's how we did it. We had to get our team <clears throat> bought in. We shared our vision with them. Remember, we, we painted a picture. Earl got there and said, this is where I see us. This is where we want to go. 
you're either with us or not. If you're not, that's okay. But we're taking people that want to be with us. If you can fit their goals and their vision for their life yeah. to fit into yours so they can achieve what they want in, in theirs, mm-hmm. then they're on board. Yeah. Um, and that's the problem. A lot of companies, they don't, they, don't have, they don't give any vision of what's going on, what they want for themselves. So, therefore, how they expect their employees yeah. to do the same thing because they don't know either. They're there just to go to work, go home, and that's it. But if you talk about that, about what your vision is, what we're doing, you know, and you ask each individual what they want. And they're like, can I ask every single one, what are your goals? What do you want? Yeah. You know, and we want, you know, and sometimes we're here just for a, a season or two. That's it. We're not a lifelong, you know, because we're here to help them get to that next level so then they can go out and do the things they want to do. Other yeah. ones, they want to be here and expand with us. Uh, so yeah. it's up to that right there. We've actually helped several people start their own business. Yeah. Because they started with us and we we're like a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And they grew and did so well. And we helped them along the way to start their own thing because that was their dream and what they wanted. Because we care. I think that makes us different. We There's a lot of companies don't really care about their employees. I don't even know if they know their employees' names. We actually care about our people outside of work. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you know, it's great that they work for us and, and, and we can give them a job. But I care about their well-being outside of here. And that's something that we and you have been talking a lot about is we actually care and, and they have goals and so yeah. how's the family how, what's yeah. going on you know kids ball games uh yeah somebody we got one uh, you know father had a stroke here last year we we're asking how he's been doing i think uh, that's helped us grow because when we're talking about you know where we start and where we are now i think it's because we truly care about the guys that have worked for us yeah or the girls there's girls too it's been on the field but you know yeah and you know the integrity of business is such a big thing yes uh, we got somebody that uh We've known, went to work with somebody to partner up with, and uh, they told her that there's no integrity in business, and uh, that's definitely be very short-lived. You can uh, you can definitely take advantage of only so many people before you will never have that at all. Yeah. You, know, you make make quick money, sure, but once you figure that out, that you know people ain't gonna come back, and that's where like friendships, net- networking, to build that community of people, that you know that network of people up, because now like not only the people we work with. You know, our like said, companies and investors and stuff, and guys that work with, that work mm-hmm. with us personally, but also now we got a network of people that are in other things that we push off back and forth. Uh, yeah. So, therefore, we push them some work, they push us things. You know, it's funny how that works because you can't do it by yourself. And when I was younger, I was definitely a person that was, I'm a lone wolf, I don't need nobody, I can do it all by myself. And mm-hmm. it took me a few years later to figure out, going, okay, this ain't working. I can only go Killing to yourself. here. <laughs> I can only go to here. Kind of the same yeah. thing about, you know, I can only go to here, so I need friendship. I need other network of people to do these things, to to grow and expand. Mm-hmm. You know, to to achieve the things you want to achieve in life. And then with that as well, then you help them do the things they want as mm-hmm. well, help achieve their things. And I think just to kind of recap is, you know, we came here hardly anything. It took a while to get you me convinced into getting a building. We did that. We started mm-hmm. getting some clients. We tried to pick up a few that we had before. Started hiring a bunch of people. Every time we hire, we picked up more clients, and we don't stop hiring, and we don't stop adding clients. People say, isn't this enough? Well, it isn't for us because we have a bigger vision for our company. Um, and not only that, you know, I, I just want to be able to help more people. We're a second-chance company, so we help a lot of people with the past. And, um, and I think that is another reason that we've grown. I think God's kind of overseen it because we're truly trying to help people that – got on a bad track yeah. maybe when they were younger or what have you and they're just trying to provide for their lives now and nobody's really giving them a chance to do that and I think that is kind of I say blessings over here and now we're using we're starting some training videos we're going to start using yeah. uh, Bradley from Lightspeed we're using his stuff uh, to make training videos 
uh, mm -hmm. for the office staff and for other things as well mm -hmm. to help. It should help everybody out with that right there. Yeah. That's been proven. So we're going to go with that method right there. So I think we end it with, you can't stop and you need to listen to your spouse. Never stop. If just, I'm that person because the reason we've traveled across this country because if I see an opportunity, I'm just going to take it. That's why I say he's an all or nothing I, type person. I would, like I've said, I will, I will jump off the cliff and I'll build a plane or the parachute on the way down. And that's why I'm uh, more reserved. I'm like, hang on, before you jump, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk well, about it. I need I'm, to, but I'm still needs alive. To make sense to still, me. Still alive. Still kicking. I eat. I sleep. Do things. <laughs> exactly. But therefore, what I'm saying is. If yes. you say you're, you're not quite ready, then you'll never be ready. If you put excuses off where I ain't got enough money, I don't have this, I don't have that, then you won't. Figure out ways to get it. You know, you just got to step out and get after it and go, and then it, it, everything else will take care of itself. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, hey, go out, have the courage to conquer the life that you want to live. Thank you so much. Thank you. Courage to conquer, you know how it is. 24 hours a day, that's how I live. Gotta get the courage to conquer. Face your fears, face your fears. Empire, that's the